Welcome to Why Gifts Matter from the Core Gift Institute, a series of conversations spanning helping professions, spiritual traditions, and community encouragers who believe that knowing your gifts and giving them is an essential part of living a full life and creating healthy communities. Find out more about us at www.coregift.org. Hello, this is Bruce Anderson from the Core Gift Institute. Today, we're talking with Uzma Asgar from Birmingham, England. Uzma is a coach, but not a typical coach by any descriptor. She has put together a recipe for coaching that combines her deep understanding of coaching strategies, her knowledge about gifts and how to support people into integrating their gifts into all parts of their life, her deep commitment to progressive Muslim spirituality and a good dose of quantum physics thrown in for good measure. Her curiosity is constantly evident when you're talking with her. And that curiosity, I believe, has helped her to see connections between things that most people would miss. She offers individual coaching and group sessions, self-guided learning events, and is always thinking about what's next in the world of Uzma Asgar and those in her ever-widening circle. So let's get on with the conversation. So good morning, Uzma, and uh, good afternoon, Uzma, actually, and good yes. morning to me. Yes. So, uh, so glad to talk to you this morning. So mm. tell us a little bit where you, where you are in the world. So I'm in the UK, in central England, in a town called Birmingham. So it's the second largest city of England. So it's massive. Um, I think actually it's the biggest, is this right, in Europe, it's the biggest city that is governed by one local authority in the whole of Europe. Even London has its own little boroughs and they all have little like their own people managing those boroughs, but Birmingham is managed by like one body. Yeah. Wow. So that's where I am. Huh. Yeah. And so, and were you born in, uh, born in Birmingham? Or are you from so, there? So I was born not very far from Birmingham. I was born in a city called Coventry, which is about 40 minute drive from Birmingham. And my husband was born and bred in Preston, which is in sort of North England, North West England. And after we got married, we both moved to Birmingham. So he ah. got a transfer and I said, yeah, so that's how I ended up there. So I'm not born and bred. And actually I'm getting, both of us are starting to feel a little bit itchy. Like we need to move somewhere else. <laughs> it's like Birmingham has served its purpose maybe now. So we're, we're kind of in the zone of where else could we move to? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You should come, you should come to Vashon Island. It would be a great should, place. Right? You would love it. Yes. <laughs> I should try. I your, might take uh, you off on that offer. There we go. Where are your Where are your ancestors from? Where are your Where are your people from so, in the world? So, so my uh, my parents parents are all from um, Pakistan, and my husband's parents they they are based in England, but they were born and bred in India. So technically, we're all from India, obviously, because India split into Pakistan and Bangladesh, and at some point, um, so we're kind of from the same part of the world um like my my parents and my husband's parents and yeah we have roots in sort of like islamic history colonialism and the british empire all of that kind of stuff uh -huh. yeah uh -huh. um he speaks gujarati well his mother's tongue is gujarati my mother tongue is like a punjabi but also i'm fluent in urdu as well so uh -huh. yeah 
Uh, so that's where we that's come great. From. So a messy, a messy ancestry. It's a bit of a messy ancestry. Like it's so an interesting ancestry. It's perfect for the kind of work I do. I mean, the amount of trauma and generational healing we will have to do. It's yeah, massive, massive stuff to work on. Yeah. So what? So you said the kind of work you do. So what's the yes. kind of work you do? So I, I am what I call myself a soul embodiment coach. But basically, what my job is to I've chosen to be my job, I guess, is to help. Um, women from a very similar spiritual background as mine so I come from an Islamic faith so Muslim spiritually centered women more more so than sort of outwardly religious practicing women more sort of spiritually inclined inward looking women from an Islamic background help them integrate more parts of themselves so their physiology their neurology their um, their energetic body their their spiritual background, integrate them so they're able to use it to propel their life and their business forward and make an impact, a positive impact in the world and leave a legacy beyond, be, behind that progresses and continues giving, if you like, beyond their life on this planet. That is what I do. And I do that through healing, teaching, coaching, setting up spaces, safe spaces so people can share um, and grow and change together and support each other. And it's exciting have, work it is have you have you found that there is a a generally speaking yes that there is a a kind of person who finds you and says i want to work with you is there is there yes. a kind of common condition that people come to you with so i'm not a mainstream muslim um, I'm uh, a woman that questions her faith a lot or has been when she was younger, questions the sort of like the outward prescriptions of my faith about, you know, having to cover my hair and women behaving in a certain way. So I'm a little bit of a rebel. And the people who come to me, the women who are attracted to me have that in them as well. I've noticed, you know, and I've there's some um, conservative narratives of Islam that say women are not allowed to raise their voices, not allowed to sing on stage like that. A woman's voice is should be protected and should be hidden because it's it can it can induce sexual arousal in, in men and all of that kind of stuff. And I was, you know, I sang on stage, I was in a band, I was, I was on this kind of, so I'm somebody who hasn't trodden the sort of like the narrow conservative Islamic path. And women and clients that I tend to work well with and who are attracted to my work have a very similar outlook or a very similar background. And maybe they've hidden it in that they don't talk about it that much. And I give them permission to be whoever they want to be because I am that person as well, really. So... What is the, um, what is the, your understanding of the, of the origins of gifts and, and what, what gifts mean in that cultural and spiritual background of yours? So for me, being of a, a woman of faith, a woman that knows that I come from something far greater than what's seen on this planet so I know deep down and my faith tells me this that I am from a space that is beyond this physical world so and I'm also from a space from a creator from a maker who is beyond me you know beyond even my spiritual version of me my soul if you like and that maker is beyond time beyond space and beyond matter and that maker is so powerful and so limitless that he, she, or it 
can has a divine plan has a has is going through something you know that we're unaware of we don't know completely and my role is to allow that plan to come through me because I'm part of I'm part of that existence whatever my maker created I'm I'm playing a little minute role I'm a little significant little dot an energetic dot that is there to do her bit and for me gifts and learning about my gifts is the connection to that divine intention and that divine plan so doing my, the training with you guys and then sort of like learning more about what it is that I'm here to do on this planet and what it is that I love doing and what's important to me is so easily connected in my mind and in my heart to the divine plan that I am part of because it allows me to see the expression of that divine plan through me as a big thing that's happening outside of me but also as a detailed very specific thing that's happening through me through the nuances that I carry in terms of preferences in terms of things that I love um, doing or enjoy doing and the kind of people that I like working with and the kind of outcomes that I like seeing so it allows me to carve out and express a divine intention that's so nuanced specific to me and that I find really it's really exciting. I love, I just, I just get giddy thinking about, oh, what could be next? Or what could, you know, what could this divine plan look like through me next? And for somebody who's comes from a spiritual background, it gives a sense of reassurance that actually the aspirations I have within me or the goals that I want to see pan out in life have a meaning beyond me just pursuing my selfish passions, if you like. That seems like you, that last thing you just said, it really points out to me one of the distinctions in gifts is, is it isn't just pleasure seeking, or it's not what feels good in the moment to me to do or the next sparkly thing that, mm. that it, it does provide pleasure and pain, but but it feels like I'm, whenever I'm giving my gift, I'm participating in something that's bigger than me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I and love knowing that. Do you find that you find that uh, the people that come to you are they resistant to that idea of a of of their part in a bigger a bigger schema in the world or are they are they have they already already said yes I believe that do you have to do any convincing um, or or a conversation um, about yes, that there is definitely a first I think I need to know where they're at in relation to that. And I, I also know that a lot of the clients that come to me, they are in a space where they know that they have a purpose, but they're unaware what that purpose is and like in the bigger scheme of things, or they are in a space where they think they know what their purpose is, i.e. their business that they've created or whatever that they're doing in life. But it feels like it's, it feels really hard for them. And part of the gap or the separation that they're in is they haven't integrated the part where they have kind of um, really leaned even more deeply into their sense of mission. So their business becomes an extension of that mission as opposed to that's my mission. It's my business. It's separate from the rest of my life. So they, they're, they're clients who need to have a conversation with me about how 
deeply they are connected to their gift and their said sense of a bigger responsibility and how deeply that connection is being translated into what it is that they're doing in, in life. There is definitely a separation between the two when they come to me. Uh, the invitation I make to them is say, well, how can we join those bits up for you? <laughs> you know, because joining those bits up gives you more power mm -hmm. to be able why, to do and deliver that much more easily. Why does it give you more power? Because you are not juggling as much. So often, a lot of my clients come to me and they have their relationship over there. They have their faith over there. They have their business over here. They have their kids over there. They have their downtime and their self-care stuff over here. So there's so many things that they are juggling. And what they see is their mission might be their business, right? And But it's over there. It's in a pocket somewhere that they're managing over here. And it's not integrated with all of these other parts of their lives. When a client is able to take parts of their relationship not so much, not, not, uh, I wouldn't say like directly, like, you know, so I'm trying to give you an example here. So what they're doing in terms of the conversations they're having with their other half and how that might directly influence their business and, the, and then relaying those conversations in business. I'm not saying do it like that. I'm saying the energy that you are attaching to those separate areas of your life, you're, if you're able to pull them together, then you are not you're not juggling anymore and if you're not juggling anymore there's less stress and if there's less stress you have more power does that does uh, that make sense yeah yeah integrated it's much more integrated so you i the clients when they leave me they have a greater sense and a knowing that everything that they do in their business and how they run their business and how they take time out and how they allow things to surface and they connect with their creator and listen for what needs to be received and what needs to be downloaded with, downloaded with regard to inspiration. All of that stuff that they do directly influences their relationship as well. So they are working on their relationship when they're working on their business. They are working on their health when they're working on their business. So it's, but it's done in such a holistic way. And therefore, they're not juggling anymore. They are ticking all the boxes all the time. Yeah. That's exciting. When, then, then they leave, they're like, okay, this sounds, this feels easier now. But the clients that come to me have to realize that what they might be in business doing may not be what they were meant to be doing because that a product-based business or something that's very that's not very service orientated or very not very transformation oriented it may not lend itself well to what i teach so it's just like opening up and inviting them to the conversation of well how can you refine that or is there a deeper level to this is there something underneath this that you could uncover which will allow you to integrate more parts of yourself it's that conversation yeah yeah that's that old gift idea of threads yes that when you know your gift it's threaded through your entire life yes and you you take the learning from one part of your life around your gift and it automatically infuses itself into other parts of your life mm. yeah yeah that's beautiful Uzma. that's beautiful so what about your what's your core gift okay so shall i read it out i have a I think I have it open. Should I leave it out? Read it out. I can read it out. Let's have a look. Where is it? Here we go. I can read it out for you. I need to open it in a window so I can, I can see you at the same time. <laughs> it's reading it out. Okay, got it. So my cool gift is 
helping others to have the freedom to be who they truly are. And I give it to them by helping them to get to places that others can't, allowing them to integrate, integrate new things into their journey. And if they feel like everything is going to pot, which often happens, reminding them that their source is still there to show them that their potential is indeed insane. Uh, so the first sentence is the gift and those and the second three things are the mm. are the dominant ways that you're choosing to bring that gift to the world. Yes. In, yes. in your second sentence, which one of those three things are you most drawn to right now to learn more about to to be in? Oh, that's a hard one. Okay, because <laughs> they all so matter so much. Okay. Oh. I think for me right now, given where I am at with my gift giving, it is also it's, it's the last bit. It is about reminding them that their source is still there to show them that their potential is indeed insane. There's a whole raft of my audience that's and including myself for a long, long, long time, that believes deep down, even though the consciously they will dispute that belief, but on an unconscious level, they, they believe to be true that they are not significant enough, that they're not good enough, they don't matter as much. And it's the thing that a lot of Muslim women carry, um, purely because of the, the narratives and the patriarchy that's come before them about how much women are important and valued in society and what kind of roles that they are here to play. And I think for me right now, as I lean into giving my gift deeply and sharing it with more people, there's a part of me that knows that I have to be able to link what my creator says in regards to that and to openly find sources, uh, academic sources, if you like, that backs up what I know to be true inside because I have done this kind of work on myself for a long 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 time but when I speak others sometimes need proof like they're like well what kind of scholar have you got that from where have you read that from I don't need that for me but I do know that others do for their reassurance mm -hmm. I feel like I need to do a lot more finding out of backing up my work and I think that's where that comes in. It's just finding out the religious knowledge, the alternative religious views, the alternative scripture interpretations that might be there to support my audience going forward. So they can, as Muslim women who may have started on the journey with me feeling like that actually a man is more important than a woman, a man is more significant than uh, a woman, they can leave having gone through a journey with me knowing that actually their potential is limitless and when god asks what did you do on the on the planet they're not gonna he's not gonna expect anybody else to answer except you and because you are the controller of that and i think that's that's what's coming up for me right now but all the other two things they they're just as exciting <laughs> to tell you the truth yeah yeah it's just you know as i get older i'm just conscious of getting more and more conscious I mean, I've, I've known I have my own, I'm not good enough stories. I have lots of mm. them throughout my life. And I'm just conscious that everyone has those stories. But more yes. and more, 
I'm aware of just how much that holds people back. I was yes. reading a, you know, some throwaway bit in an in an article in some magazine. It was in, it was an inner, it was an Oprah was being interviewed. Okay. And she was talking about somebody was asking her about all the famous people. Mm. And, uh, and she said, you know what the most interesting thing is about those really famous people. And she named three or four specifically and said, okay. as soon as the interview is over and the big lights get turned off, all mm. four of those people turned to me and said, did I do good enough? Oh, wow. And she's thinking, here are these people wow. who have a public perception of being so confident and so powerful and so assertive and in control. Mm. And all they want to know is, did I do okay? My goodness. You know, it's a, it is a um, pervasive thing. It's it is, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. I got, uh, for a while, I was involved with some folks who were getting uh, young people together, uh, primarily young people who, had, who were in a significant amount of trouble in their life. Okay. And, um, and after a while doing those events, we also started inviting, you know, kids who weren't in trouble, who were really successful in high school. Okay. And we started inviting young people like that too. And it, it, it wasn't very long before we believed, before we began to see that both of those two groups of young people had mm -hmm. similar stories of not enoughness. That it wasn't just the kids, you know, who were really in trouble. It was, it was all young people. Everybody has, everybody has layers, layers yeah. of it, don't they? Yeah. Yes. So talking about um, the science to, uh, to back things up. Mm. Um, so I've heard you use the phrase quantum physics quite a few yes. times. Yes. So, so what's that about what's the what what's what i want to ask is what's the connection between quantum physics and gifts okay so so part of my work obviously i'm i'm very spiritual by nature and um a lot of my work involves helping others to reconnect to the, their spirituality or go deeper into that spirit into their spirituality and i explained earlier about the concept of uh, a, a creator being beyond time space and matter so quantum physics deals with the energetic side of things, the, 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 the things that you can't actually physically see, but you know is in existence. I think there's um, this thing about in science where uh, I'm sure you can Google this fact, but atoms are primarily made of this physical empty space. I think it's only 0.001% of an atom is actual physical matter that you can actually physically see. The rest of 99.9999% of it is this empty space or the energetic field or the you know where things come and go and migrate and interact and all that so there's this space and considering we as human beings are made up of atoms you know every part of our being is made up of atom only 99 point so only 0.001 percent of us that we can see and physically touch is like physical matter the rest of us the the space that we occupy on this planet as a physical person 99.99 percent of that is stuff that we can't actually see which i find so exciting it's just like oh my goodness the potential of that but it's also <laughs> but it's also knowing that with that what does that what does that what are the possibilities that come with that what are the excitements that come with that it means that we get to influence as people we get to influence things and events and circumstances that we might not be actually be able to tangibly or physically see with our eyes merely through our energetic field 
And also by knowing that um, astronomical bodies, planets, stars out there, they will have their own energetic fields. They're made of, uh, so they interact with each other to affect us on this planet and you know, affect tidal waves and whatnot with the moon and all of that kind of stuff, but also interact with each other to send out energetic frequencies to us and our mood, we have mood swings and various other things as a result because of their interaction. And that to me, and also there's this element in quantum physics about how we can, when we uh, change our vibration within us, we can influence something that's miles, miles and miles and miles away because of that energetic link, if you like. And from somebody who helps businesswomen to grow their businesses and delve into more like their spirituality and whatnot, knowing all of those things exist allows us to goal set slightly differently, allows us to think, well, what is the wider possible possibilities of me asking for something to happen in my business? Like, what are really the options available to me? And actually, those options become so many more, so much more numerous if we are able to say, well, actually, this could happen, that could happen, that could happen, that could happen, that so many because the, the possibilities are endless if you come from a quantum place of mm -hmm. looking at possibilities. Okay, mm -hmm. so there is, so is that, so that's that. No, allowing women to integrate the knowledge of that allows women then to say things can pan out differently things can, can pan out unexpectedly like I could attract circumstances into my life which I never knew could have could have ever entered into my life purely because I get to access the vibrational frequency that I am I am emitting out so, so part of quantum physics works is knowing that actually the frequency that we are emitting out can be changed and different emotions vibrate at different frequencies. So this is work of, I think, Richard Dawkins. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yep. And yeah, he catalogued emotional mm -hmm. frequencies, right? So there's an element of, well, if we want to attract more abundance in my life, what vibrational frequency do we need to be vibrating at? How do we tap into that on a quantum level, on a spiritual level, on a physical level, on all the different levels that we are ultimately vibrating in that frequency to allow abundance to come in you know the things of yeah. that frequency to come in so we become a match so that work is is new for a lot of people like in my audience like they don't get it a lot of the time but um, my job is i guess to look at what quantum physics offers us as a population as a human and see how i can ground that into people's reality and make it tangible so they can use it in their process through their daily, you know, business growing or their lives or in their relationship. So I could, uh, while you were talking, yeah. Um, the the primary thing I got from that, Uzma, mm. is that is the shift from thinking I'm giving my gift with my hands or my mind, mm. or you know, walking or talking, mm -hmm. versus my gift is emanating outward from me yes. as an energetic field. Yes. And, the, yes, and we and are the, always giving our gift. Yes. And the sense of the sense of impact that I get from giving my gift through an energetic field versus mm. the limited confines of my skin. Yes. It just seems enormous to me. It is massive. Absolutely yeah. massive. This is one of those things. You're right, though. I mean, this is something that many spiritual traditions and yes. and 
and indigenous elders have been talking about in their own language for mm. centuries. Mm. Um, but now everything is based so much on scientific proof that people, people, people need, where's the document, where's the research yes, on that? Exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. 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 So, it's, so as somebody who lives in this generation, like knowing that that's what people need in order to give my gift more deeply, in order to give my gift to a greater number of people, I have to be prepared to provide that information because that's what people need as reassurance now, because that's where their brains have developed yeah. to in this in this era, if you like. Yeah, I'm much less. I'm I'm much. I, I'm more interested in providing that kind of vantage point, the science vantage mm. point now around gifts. Mm. Um, than I was a few years ago. And it isn't yeah. just because more people are asking about it. I'm getting more curious about the intersection between, you know, energetics and brain science and indigenous mm. wisdom and seeing how they match and how yeah. they're so often saying the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> so you're always creating new things. Tell me about the next thing or two you're thinking about in this next year offerings okay. that you might do. What are you, what are you, what are you wanting to learn more about an offer to, to uh, Muslim women over the next year? So the past year has involved me coming back to my coaching practice. And I have been just talking to my community that has accumulated over the last year or so about you know, what their problems are, what they have issues with in terms of growth, where they're stagnant, you know, the struggles that they have. And it's allowed me to define and hone in on who I really want to work with. And that's mainly been, mainly been um, as a result of listening to how my body reacts when I'm working with certain people, like whether that's really what my soul wants me to be doing. Is that the kind of person, you know, the price points I want to deliver my packages out, you know, how do I feel inside? And using that as guidance. And I've learned that going forward, I feel like I need to provide offerings around not just integrating all of these parts, these, you know, the woman, our physiology, our, you know, neuroscience, all of that, not just integrating those parts to allow for more growth to happen for these Muslim women, but also provide the strategy side of business, which I was very reluctant in sharing last year because I didn't see myself as a business mentor but I have been in entrepreneurship for over 20 years I have been a sole trader like doing businesses myself like just I'm very resourceful and somebody who just gets up and does things <laughs> and creates offers and have been doing most of my life in various different contexts and various different industries and actually a lot of the women that come to me feel like they need strategy advice and no amount of strategy, well, actually, when we're growing, only it's, I don't know if this is a proven statistic, but I've heard my mentors talk about it a lot, that only 20% is actual conscious external strategy. 80, 60 to 80% is how you are being. So 20% is the doing, and 60 to 80% is actual, is how you're being on the inside. A lot of women, when they're trying to grow their businesses, and it's not just women, men as well, they are constantly looking for the next strategy, the next blueprint, the next formula that's going to get their clients in. 
And yes, that is important, but ultimately your soul will guide you to the strategy that's right for you. And part of that work involves actually learning how to be on an internal staff to attract clients in rather than chase clients and do the marketing for the client. It's about, well, there is messaging that's important, but it's about what are you emanating out? As you know, as I mentioned, the energetic field, what are you emanating out? And many, many women don't feel they haven't heard about that concept because everything everybody's about oh you've got to have all of these social media posts out you've got to make sure you've got your email list sorted you've got to be set up so you serve right. a number of our clients all of right. that right when actually when actually what they need to be looking at is what, what are you vibrating at like what are you attracting in are the clients you're attracting in not committed are they asking for discounts are they so my offerings over next year are going to kind of be a merge of the two so there's going to be some strategy mm -hmm. to say, yes, mm -hmm. I'm offering this, mm -hmm. but actually when they're in, this is what you really need kind of thing. So I, I deal, I, I work a lot in the world of leadership and I've noticed over years, over the years that um, there's two kinds of leadership training. One is, one is this kind of mind, mind, uh, brain uh, database. This is what good leaders do. Okay. And, and the other is focused on this, this leadership saying that I love that you don't, you don't become a better leader by studying leadership, you become a better leader by becoming a better human, mm. which is exactly mm. in line with what you're saying. Yeah, there's all this external yes. stuff you can do, but yes. really, it's who you are as a person. That you determines. Yeah. And there's not enough society does not put enough value on that. Yeah, at all. Well, you know, that, that yeah. goes against the whole idea of, you know, capitalism, uh, capitalism and competition. <laughs> yeah. And yes. you know, every time, Gosh. every time you win Uzma, a little piece of me has to die. Yeah. You know, oh God. That yeah. whole, that whole thing, you know, that mm. um, we're not really invested in the becoming better humans. We're in not, the we're not capitalist oriented world. Yeah. And we're, we we're not, be. there's no proof out there or very little proof that if you were to go down that road of investing in yourself as a bit of human, that you can make shed loads of money. Yeah. Because you know, people, you know, yeah, because that's who, what we all look for. Yes. You know, I'm, yes. I'm drawn to talking to you because I see the humanity in you. Oh, I mean, I appreciate all the technical things and your expertise yes. and your, all of that stuff, but you're just, you know, a great human being. Uzma. Mm. And so I think we're attracted to people based on that kind of yes. um, knowing about people rather than the surface level stuff. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. All right. Definitely. Well, just, I just said you're a wonderful person. So it's a perfect way to end this recording. Oh, it's been a pleasure. It's been I, a so pleasure I so appreciate the time. I, I will say I, I've never connected quantum physics and spirit and Muslim spirituality before. And so you're just oh. helping make all kinds of connections here today. Yeah. So I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for the opportunity to chat to you. It's always a pleasure. Always yeah, a pleasure. it is. It is. Have a great evening. And you, you have a great morning. I will. I will. <laughs> okay. See you later. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening. To hear more podcasts, explore our gift library, or learn about our training opportunities, visit us at www.coregift.org.